The following podcast has been rated TVMA, NSFW, R, and NC-17, so it is not safe for kids. Put your children to bed. You spend enough time with them anyway. Say, friend. Hey, mate. Sup, guy? You there. I'm talking to you. Are you looking for a way to have fun that's safe and socially responsible? Of course you are! Just because we're all shut in to avoid spreading a deadly pandemic doesn't mean we can't have a good time doing it! Why not spend an evening with Chicago's most trusted best liqueur, Jepson's Malort? Its unusual full-bodied flavor is a taste savored by two-fisted drinkers. So, if you think your two fists are strong enough, why not grab a shot of the only booze ballsy enough to let me rip on it and powerful enough to keep even the most maskless troublemaker a good six feet away? So, if the lockdown's got you down, why not have a shot of Malort? If you're going insane, self-isolation is lame. Just do a shot of Malort. Malort, aiding in social distancing since the 1930s and proud sponsor of Chad the Podcast, which is what you're listening to right now. I can't promise that you like me you could go downhill I can't promise that you love me But you probably will I can't promise you forever Alright everybody, group meeting Get in the conference room, bring snacks, whatever There's coffee and water, that's it! That's all we got You made us snacks? Great, bring your bounty and we'll get after it But don't expect a damn cheese tray here, Brenda This is a group meeting We gotta meet Make sure your phones are on silent because I'm not having it. That means off vibrate. If I hear one pocket grumble, we're going all night. So tighten up and get efficient and we'll be out of here. But we got to meet. It's time. 2021 is starting up and none of you are ready, even though you've been bitching about hugs on your Facebooks. And I got to remind you, consent is still a thing and so is personal space. I get you're thirsty, but hold on, okay? Anxiety is high and it is hot outside, so do the right thing, you know? Anyway, let's rock, because we got to take stock of where we're at right now, everyone. It's 2021, and the park is booting up faster than Laura Dern can run. And buddy, let me tell you, she can't run that fast especially in those hiking boots, which is weird because they look made for that. But she's an archaeologist in that movie, not a lot of running involved. So what I'm saying is, let's make a plan here so the raptors don't just jump out of nowhere and scare the shit out of us so bad that after we saw that movie, Kitchens gave us panic attacks. Okay, where are we at? It's 2021, and we have to keep reminding ourselves of that. Because 2020 was such a fever dream, it's hard to remember that we're awake and not sick anymore. Have you ever had a fucking fever? It's like some asshole kid is fucking with the thermostat, and you're like, hey, heat isn't free. But it's going on inside you. You ever forget you left the oven on, and now you're sitting in the kitchen, and you feel that weird heat from nowhere, and think for a second, oh shit, am I about to die? It's like that, but inside you. A fever 
is the body's response to inflammation. And your inside crew knows that when there is an infection, you got to turn up the heat because it makes your body a less attractive place to hang out. Don't believe me? Turn on the radiator right now. Do it. No, you don't want to? Yeah, you know why. Funking with the temperature in your body's hotel room can also cause hallucinations and keep you slightly awake and longer in REM sleep, which is when you have your most vivid dreams. Hence, the full-on horror movies our brain starts directing without our approval. Same thing happens with cheese, by the way. Cheese mares are real. So since 2020 had no real downtime because it was a constant nightmare, it's no surprise we're forgetting it happened, like the details of our cheese mares. All that is behind us. We're in 2021 now. Wake up, take an acid. Let's get to work. What is the fashion these days? Well, according to the trendspotter.net, because you figure if anybody would know, right? We're looking at oversized shoulder pad boyfriend jackets. Problematic name aside, having a jacket on that simulates having a couple of soft hands on your shoulders at all times for snuggy comfort makes perfect fucking sense in a post-2020 world. We're also looking at black face masks, because why just be hygienic when you could be photogenic? You're saying to the world, I'm kind of mysterious, but I'll definitely wash my hands. And that's 2021 sexy. Headscarves are back, and there's a big push for folk-inspired coats, and look, pretty things are pretty. But please do your research before sporting a folk-inspired look, because I'm pretty sure there's a modern person from another background going, oh yeah, let's see you make a borscht. White knee-high boots are back, yellow bags and pastels are in right now because people need to reconnect with their inner 1950s mannequin or something. No judgments, we survived a pandemic. Get as weird as you like, baby, you earned it. Go learn how to play the theremin. Get good at yo-yos. Do what you need to do. Yellow and camel are in because the desire to look like a plush 70s rug has never been higher. Cozy is the name of the game here in 2021, but don't get too comfy. Pops of blues are super in as well, just to remind you you're alive. Fringed bags are back, because if we're doing more open carry laws, might as well have the proper Will Rogers cowboy accessories. Next, you're going to tell me that the transatlantic accent is back. It all makes sense. We're trying to get back into each other's business again, and that means we got to represent ourselves again, which we haven't really needed to do in a year and change. You didn't have to shave, because who's going to see you? You didn't have to wear pants at functions, because who could tell? The Zoom boom was a glorious moment where we all learned how to grift. Was I wearing shorts, or was I going full Woodstock in my kitchen? You didn't know, and I didn't know what you were doing. 2020 will forever be that year I learned what y'all's pants poker faces were like. It's refreshing to see people putting their whole selves out there again, and people are looking to buy. According to ideacommunication.com, there's four distinct consumer types mutating into existence in 2021. There's the compressionalist. That's the person that gets mad when their laptop doesn't Google fast enough, which is insane, especially if you remember when phones had cords. In the current age we live in, an overabundance of choice is causing, quote, decision exhaustion in some consumers, so they favor streamlined things and clear visuals. Don't believe me? If you Google black dress, it will yield over 7.2 trillion results, and it's your turn to pick dinner tonight. 
So because of that, more companies are switching to AI to help streamline the shopping experience, so don't be surprised if the first shots in the upcoming robot wars come from an Alexa. There's kindness keepers, because I don't know what you remember from 2020, but I recall the moral gray area becoming a hot dog red. You know Mother Nature was saying something when she made a plague so bad it brought the Nazis outside, so... Now some consumers are a little more aware and prefer not to give their money to companies with uncomfortably close ties to people who tweet racist shit and don't apologize. And if you got an issue with Target demanding you wear a mask inside, just remember, it's not your rights they're coming for, it's your money. And they know people are paying attention to science, so if they want our coin, they gotta be kind. And if you wanna spend some money, you gotta play by their rules. The government is not telling you what to do, Target is, because they can. And if you don't like it, you can ride off to the wastelands with the rest of the gas bag and plague rats and see how long you last. So yeah, some consumers wanna spend their money at places that are nice to people, go figure. Across the ocean in Africa, India and Southeast Asia, young people are taking over, as opposed to America, where instead of just retiring, the old white dudes in charge are turning to crazy medicine and probably the occult to try to live forever like the mummy. It used to be that the West was where the trends were set, and well, I don't know if you remember 2016 to 2020, but we kinda screwed the already dead pooch on world influence. It's gonna be a long walk back. So Brazil, India, China, and Africa are going home style and looking to spend money in-house. And then there's the market makers. Those people make the things they want to see and use the power of the internet to do so. Also, don't forget to please rate and review my podcast and please consider donating to my Patreon. And then there's the cyber cynics. And they're the ones that learned a long time ago to read the entire fucking contract that iTunes makes everyone agree to every time it does anything. Data farming goes on all the time. And some people just don't want to be that vulnerable. I don't give a shit. Come for my stuff. All I got is some French bread and a PS4. If you can fleece those, more power to you. So these consumers value trust overall, and that just rounds out the 2021 club, doesn't it? Consumers are willing to, quote, pay a premium for convenience, authenticity, and ethically sourced or produced goods. So 2021 is shaping up to be aggressively positive. So we're going to need to stay on top of that. Don't be a dick. Wash your hands. Do your research. That's how we're going to make it as the world opens back up. <sighs> anyway, that's where we're at. Good meeting. Yeah. Woo! Woo! No? And now we're going to go to a commercial. When we come back, my good friend and yours, the Dr. Devin Price, is back on the show after the last time we talked, which was on a Zoom in the lockdown. They're actually going to be in my face space. And we're going to talk about a current trend that they're following that goes by the name Jeremy Fragrance. Was that? I just gonna have to stick around and find out. Oh, hey, podcast people. It's Chad the Bird. And this is a commercial for something super cool that you should totally get into. But why me? And why you? Well, here's the deal. 
I have a brand new show in the works just for you that will hearken you back to a time before when things were random and all bets were off. When Ecto Cooler roamed the land and you would wake up early on Saturday mornings. Remember those days? It's been too long since we've had reason and now here I am with you and that reason. And that reason is a brand new live action show starring me and an army of comedians, musicians, writers, actors, celebs, and randos streaming right into your desktop on Saturday mornings live. TV used to be wild, free, untamed by plot and point, remember? When it was just whatever the hell you got, like Halloween candy. Sometimes it's chocolate, sometimes it's a pack of chalky bullshit. Either way, that's the game. My new show will stack your pumpkin bucket with random comedy, music, spoken word, and whatever the hell people give me into 20 minutes of prime internet escape written and performed by the best of the best and the best we can afford right into your home Saturday mornings live. So join me, Chad the Bird, and donate to my Patreon now to bring back the good old days of nonsense to your Saturday mornings. Funding will help produce and maintain a monthly show that we hope to turn into a bi-monthly show. And hey, you go all ham on this and we'll go weekly. Take back your Saturday mornings, reclaim random, and give me money. Chad the Bird is my name, and my new show is all for you, podcast people. So click the link and get in on it. Is that good? Oh, fuck, we're still recording? Yeah. Woo! Woo! Yeah, when I got interviewed for NPR for the book tour, they didn't, they didn't like, tell me what to do, but it just kind of, like, started happening as they were <laughs> well, talking as to you're me. talking to them, yeah, sure. Yeah, because it's like, you know, I'm just in a closet softly talking to you, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where are you? Are you okay? Do you need help? <laughs> yeah. Well, that, okay, so talking about that, since you had the, the book tour going on, is it still going on, or are you, are you, because you're moving on to the next book right now. I'm working on the edits for the next book, but it's kind of like a book tour, especially now, it never ends and it never begins. It's like, as long <laughs> as there's still people emailing you, you could keep saying yes. That's, so, so, but you wrote a book, though. You didn't do a blog, you didn't have like a, a, like a short film that made its way to YouTube that now all of a sudden everybody's up your butt about. It's like, no, 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 right. no, no. This is an actual book, like a for real physical piece of writing that you have to push during a pandemic, mm-hmm. which is like, how do you do that? Because, I mean, did you have to go through like online sales and like just push those or, or what was like the, the big strategy? Because I assume you have a publicist. Uh, yeah, I have a publicist with the publisher. I don't know that there was a strategy. It seemed very <laughs> like... Well, you'll go on this fucking serious FM mental health thing that maybe actually isn't a good fit. You want to talk to Goop? Because Goop wants to talk to you. <laughs> did you have, did you talk to Goop? I did. Oh, no! I Speaking did. of the internet, <laughs> n- knowing you and your penchant for truthness, mm-hmm. how is that, talking to Goop? I mean, obviously, we don't have to trash anybody, but, like, what was that like? Well, I knew because the book is, like, anti, like, productivity culture that there would be a lot of like crunchy like namaste ladies <laughs> coming <laughs> coming to talk to me who would be like how can we girl bossify self-care so I I so I was like emotionally prepared to be like well that's not what I'm actually here to talk about yeah Com- comrades so. I, I was gonna say isn't kind of the point of your book that productivity is kind of is mislabeled and stuff like that so girl boss maybe not so much right yeah and just also the idea that like self-care as this pre-packaged thing that you can buy like a bath bomb or like a nap you can schedule under your calendar <laughs> that's not gonna fix the like 
massive social and economic forces that have us so burnt out. Like if you can if you can take a nap every day, that rules. That's great, but that's not what I'm selling. You know, <laughs> is that not? Is that not a European thing to take naps, like, reg- regimented during the day? Because I know Americans have an issue with that because that means you're, you're, like, you're not working hard enough. Why nap when you could run on a treadmill for an hour and a half? But, like, you go to Italy and they're like, oh, yeah, no, it's we just we go to bed for, like, an hour and then we get back up and do shit. So is that, like, just such a, a disconnect between this culture and, and a lot of other cultures? Yeah, I would say in Europe, it's definitely a spectrum. Like I just spoke to some people that were like productivity researchers who were from England and like England is more chill than the US. They definitely have more of a sense of like, oh, it's the end of the workday, leave work behind. But um, they're way more intense than like Spain or Italy, like you said. Um, And then I've heard from a lot of people in a lot of East Asian countries, China, Japan, things like that, where it's just like, just as intense as the U.S., even if some of the, like, narratives they have aren't, like, you're evil if you don't work. It's more like you're disrespecting yourself. You're, like, debasing yourself if you don't work hard. So oh, it's, like, because, slightly like, different. personal care is, is you know, regard, regarded in other countries as opposed to here. Well, yeah, or just, like, it's not all about, like, are you getting the numbers right now? It's not, like, urgent productivity for its own sake, suffering for its own sake. Like, everybody's, like, ground down everywhere I think but like here we have a very particular like it's your Christian obligation to bust your ass and be sad for what specifically I was writing my second book like in a um I was just renting this abandoned therapy office this like brick room whoa you did that I didn't know you did that yeah yeah over on like Ravenswood it's just this little brick room I'm just writing there and then I would just get phone calls throughout the day So it'd just be like, I'd be repeating the same talking points, answering the same questions over and over, because most people ask the same shit. You get into a rhythm. Um, And then just sitting and, like, writing for hours. It was so, like, dissociating. It was like, I'm really just a brain in a box. Yeah, at this point. Well, that's how it's been feeling, right? Especially when you get locked into, like, your day. Your day is spent, like, we used to be like, I had to go from place to place to do the thing. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not doing that. I just kind of plug myself into a chair like I am a computer program or some kind of software or like a new tube and then just sort of clackety 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 and then it's like oh it's five o'clock I guess I'm done well now I'm just gonna do my fun stuff on the thing and I haven't really moved from this chair it's horrible it's a nightmare you go from the the work tab to the play tab and you you hate both and your eyes are falling (laughs) out of your head like all the things you used to enjoy is just work now you're working to enjoy yeah, yeah, and then, like, Zoom hangouts feel like work, they feel like meetings, like, and, and productivity went up during the pandemic because people didn't have a commute, they didn't have anything else to do, they had their fucking employers, like, spying on them and their key, and, like, logging their keys strokes and stuff like that, and it's not good yeah. to actually, like, it's good to have those breaks in the day that just naturally happen. Right, like, you can't, I mean, I just, all I wanted to do was go sit outside. Yeah, you know how, like, sometimes when people get into fights online, they tell each other, like, go touch some grass. You know that insult? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, (laughs) Tiffany! That insult that's like, okay, you're hyper online, you're thinking about this too much, which is very relevant to what we'll be talking about today, I think. Um, But whenever people say that, it's like, I, I can... I can do both. I can dual wield, baby. I can yeah. get into a fight on Twitter while touching grass. <laughs> and in fact, that is what I do. I was going to say, <laughs> through the miracle of your smartphone, you are able to be a fucking on it all the time and be outside. Yeah. What else? In the grass. What else am I supposed to do out there? <laughs> so yeah, so during the, the lockdown, 
there are like I had my internet deep dives and I'm getting more and more into it. Your internet deep dive that you were hipping me to was the new experience of Jeremy Fragrance. Yes. Okay. The Jeremy Fragrance. Your eyes just lit up blindingly, and I'm very excited (laughs) to get into this with you because I went on a dive this afternoon when you sent me, just like, hey, check out Jeremy Fragrance, and I was like, okay, I looked it up. And I still don't know what you think, so why don't you hit me, like, where did you learn about this experience? Because I, I had not even, and I've been on the internet every day for a year and a half. So I think I was on Tumblr. That's usually where you get the deep fried Is shit. Is that still first. a thing? Oh, yeah. It's back, baby. They had the porn ban, but they, like, tweaked the algorithm, so now a lot of people still post porn on there. Like, it's just like we're like all the cockroach motherfuckers that are left on Tumblr. <laughs> They've tried to kill us. We've been sold to Yahoo. We've been sold to the people that own WordPress. All this <laughs> stuff is happening. Every month they hemorrhage thousands of users and the stock value plummets. And so it's just like this weird... Cave. It's like being on Live Journal. When I hear you found like a deep dive hole in the internet, I think QAnon. I think um, you know 4chan, 8chan, 4coon, whatever the fuck. And I've been there too. <laughs> I know you've been. Gonna say. One one that I was really into for a while was the subreddit called Married Red Pill. Go on. So it's like you know red red pill incel guys, but there it's it's a form. Back it up, back it up. Okay, back it up. Because I I know people are listening, going the fuck's going. On? I'm like, hey, this is stuff you didn't want to know, but you're gonna know. Red pills, the QAnon thing, right? Or uh, 4chan thing. Well, so traditionally, red pill meant you are a man who has taken the red pill and you realize that we actually live in like a femocracy oh. where like men are subservient to women. Ah. It's become also a QAnon thing because of course that reference is from the Matrix where Neo takes the red pill to like find out how deep right. the rabbit hole goes. Right. So people who believe in weird conspiracies use being red pilled to mean a lot of different things. Um, so married red pill was like guys who were using pickup artist tactics on their wives who don't fuck them anymore. Though when I was really hyper fixated on it and reading it every night, um, I did have a friend who was like, are you okay? Yeah, right? <laughs> Somebody has to check in on you. Your search history is confusing. I do not envy anyone who finds your laptops. Knowing you for as long as I have, I'm like, people are like, oh, my search history is weird. I'm like, no, it isn't. No. Your Facebook, Google ads must be beyond anything I can imagine now. I just hop from like hyperfixation to hyperfixation. Right. Sometimes horrible people, sometimes great people. Uh, Jeremiah Fragrance, I would say, is in the middle. I would say he's true neutral. Chaotic neutral. (laughs) Chaotic neutral. Troubled. A troubled individual. Yeah, very much so. But it seems like warranted. At least that's what I got from the deep dive on the YouTube video where he explains his life for 20 minutes. (laughs) Well, he has a lot of those. Did you watch the Explaining My Gay Past? Yeah, I was so (laughs) confused by that. And just for the listeners, like his whole My Gay Past video is like, well... I, for an alibi, because a woman was suing me, I was going to say I was gay with my friend as, like, an alibi. And then we both figured, well, if we said it, (laughs) we might as well have sex. Yeah. And (laughs) so they did. And then he just did it for a while. And then he's like, anyway, long story. Yeah, you don't yada, yada, yada. I pretended to be gay and then turned out I had a gay affair just to keep it going. And I kind of dug it. You don't yada, yada that. Uh, But he's also super Christian, so he's, like, troubled. He's got a lot of inner turmoil. He does a lot of, like, push-ups while holding his breath. 
every day. I don't know if you watched the one where he talks about his morning routine. Oh, he also yes. talks about the cold showers, which is really good for your brain. Make sure it's ice cold. I know someone who does that, who they take cold showers because it's good for your hair and your skin. But the same guy puts chili powder in his socks in the winter uh-huh. <laughs> to stay warm. So sure. there's a lot of like raw dogging reality yeah, going on. Just, <laughs> I do like the Jerry fragrance. At, quote in his this is what happened this is my story vid uh, I punched people in the face in kindergarten already that was his his at his childhood he's like yeah I've got a lot of fights I used to punch people in the face oh uh, this yeah. is kindergarten because he's so masculine right yeah, just right. to give people an image he's like very like ripped but in like a scary Miami man way he has a I think German accent though he's Polish he's Polish but he, well, lived he grew in up in Germany yeah. Um, he wears, like, all white, incredibly tight, bordering on see-through pants. Yeah, Italian cut everything. Mm-hmm. Lots of chains. Yeah, gold chains. Gold chains. He's like American Psycho, but, like, the Miami version. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, yeah. like, something but real. about him. But real. He's a real guy. All right, so for those of you who don't know the Jerry Fragrance experiments, Jeremy Fragrance is a fragrance influencer on TikTok and Instagram. And YouTube. And YouTube. Um, and, like, multi-million followers. Big mm-hmm. deal guy. Uh, and he he's, like, he talk And all he does is tell you, like, here's the summer fragrance. This is the good stuff. This is the stuff to avoid. When I say fragrance, I'm talking about colognes and perfumes. Mm-hmm. And scented candles and soaps. Right, because he has his own line of yeah. that. Yeah. Office. Office. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Office. <laughs> I, love, I love when he, like, does, like... There'd be videos of him just doing, like bumps of cologne just like <laughs> yeah. he sprays his his arm sniffs it like he's doing a three hundred thousand dollar rail of cocaine and then he'll look you in the eye and just go Wah! power i love it there's a lot of what i need people to understand is that his approach to influencing makes no sense and is exactly what you would not want to do if you want the algorithm to be good to you he right. posts like nine videos a day all with the most like search engine optimized in like 2009 kind of titles like top sexy summer fragrance right. women. He uses like n- numbers like numbers is like number 1 best fragrance. Also he loves to say that it's like the, the number there's another number 1 that he loves. <laughs> He's like this is my most favorite number 1. This is another one of my most favorite number 1s. He's a man of passion. Yeah. He you, was- you feel it though. I kind of I get it though cuz he'll like describe the fragrance. He's like hit you with a punch of nutmeg and then a sexy chamomile and I'm like you're right I guess chamomile is sexy it made me buy a bunch of fragrances right even though I started out watching it because it was like this man seems very unhinged uh, he is just like screaming every time he does a bump of women's fragrance and talks about how much he needs a girlfriend. And it's like all kind of sad. Um, but also inspiring because he loves what he loves. He has a lot of energy and he seems to just like churn out multiple videos per day talking about the same two things. Yeah, it's always the million. Right now, he's really into that million dollar fragrance that's mm-hmm. out that looks like a gold bar in your pocket. Mm-hmm. The way he describes it, though, I'm like, I want to take a bath in this stuff. It sounds delicious. <laughs> and, like, he's apparently he's got a good nose because he's apparently on top of it. But who, that's the thing with, like, that and, like, wine and anybody who does that. I'm like, I don't know who can argue with you because mm-hmm. you smell this. I smell Cologne. <laughs> Generic. Yeah, you don't have a refined enough nose yeah, yet. Yeah, apparently not. Apparently his beak isn't fucking sensitive enough. Go figure. But I think Jeremiah has definitely also just like sand blasted his nasal receptors because in his videos he's like, okay, 
here's how you rep- apply fragrance, and it's like seven five, huge... Five. It's five points. Yeah. Throat, yeah, back of the neck. It's behind both ears. Lapels. Yeah, it's both ears, both sides of your collarbone, and then right in your back, so you create a scent bubble. Right, around, around your you. head, and it makes the women want to lean in. But that's the thing. I don't know if he's wrong. I have no <laughs> frame of reference for this. All of that sounds completely scientifically correct. It might be true in Miami. <laughs> I don't want to be next to someone in their scent bubble on the bus on or the in bus. an elevator. I would get a Something headache. Something tells so me fast. Jerry Fragrance does not take the bus. Oh, he has some very fancy sports cars. Yes, yes he does. Well, he didn't have like because he was broke. This is from the deep dive. Mm-hmm. These are from his words. This could all be fucking bullshit. Who knows? Very hard to know. But he was he was broke for a while. And that's when he came up with this concept to be like, all right, I'm the fragrance guy now. And he's very adamant. He's just like, I'm not Jeremy Fragrance. My name is different. My name is Jalia Stradinsky. But like, I am Jerry Fragrance on your on your TikTok. This is what I want to do. And this is how I make money now. And I guess he's fucking rolling in it. I mean, he certainly has all the trappings of wealth. It does look like he has money. It looks like his office smells great. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's probably really overbearing. Again, I think I would get a headache because it is so <laughs> Kind of like walking into a Mertz apothecary. Yeah. Like Bath and Body Works where you're like, there's just too much going on. Yeah. It's or, overwhelming. Or like a Nordstrom where they drive by, you know, spritz ya. <laughs> or like and a, they're doing it wrong. Mm, That's not right. how you're supposed to spritz. Yeah, put it in the bubble zone. You gotta put it in the bubble zone. Otherwise, yeah. you're not creating a fragrance bubble. Yeah. But the first video of his that I saw that really got me hooked was one where he was talking about one of his top... You know, fragrances for ladies. And he was talking about this fragrance. And he was like, if I were a sexy woman, I would wear this fragrance with a leather jacket (laughs) and some little kitten heels that were super sexy and a black T-shirt and jeans. Very simple, but very feminine. Uh, And he was getting so aroused by this forced femme fantasy he was putting on himself. I was going to say, you sound like you would look great in that outfit, and I honestly would see that video. He has a lot of, like, scenarios that he paints where he'll be like, oh, this cologne smells like a powerful guy in an office who just finished fucking his wife or his girlfriend (laughs) and then he goes to work and I love it (laughs) and you're like but I don't know if he's wrong like I don't know he might be right I might smell that and be like you know what that is what that guy smells like yeah he has like profiles in mind like if you are a married woman but you want to keep your husband's interest you wear this if you're like a crazy girl who wants lots of compliments compliments is very important big time big he needs compliments here's the watch you wear to get compliments right Here's the cologne you wear to get compliments. I saw one TikTok of his that was very philosophical where he's like, do you wear a cologne that you like or that other people like on you? It's a very philosophical question if you Hmm. think about it. Hmm. I wear cologne people like on me. (laughs) (laughs) But again, I don't know. Maybe that's right. It sounds sound. (laughs) I think, again, in Miami, and if you're someone who's very, like, look conscious... And you really want a girlfriend? Like he's he's seeking a lot of attention. But he's also an clearly. influencer. Is that not his job though? Like, because he's saying like I'm the fragrance guy. You're also buying the um, the right to say I had this guy work for me, right? Mm-hmm. So I can see where that that comes into play a little bit. Well, again, like I, like I said, I got into fragrances because I was so fascinated by this guy. Even though fragrances have always given me migraines. Like, it's yeah. a horrible idea. But so then I ordered all these samples of different things and you start noticing, oh, wow, okay, there is such a thing as a dry down where, like, something smells different when you first spray it versus when it dries. And when it's on your body and you heat up, it 
mingles with whatever you smell like, which sounds super gross, but like it has a but totally legit. different effect. So it is a real thing. And now I literally notice when I'm walking down the street, like flowers more, right. or like when I need to do my dishes and it smells like I'm training the system. People gave Marie Kondo shit, and I was just like, get off Marie Kondo's ass. She studied with monks for this, like literally sat down to figure this thing out instead of just like going, I think this looks pretty here. She's like, here's the reason for it based on this um, like s series of things I need to look for. Like it's, there's a science, I guess, there's right? A system. Yeah. It's, it's about ha someone having a sensibility and you're, you're buying the personality, you're buying the sensibility, all that good stuff. So, you know, the concept of parasocial relationships. I've never so, heard that before. So that's uh, the idea that you are feeling like you have a bond with someone, but it's just because you get a certain amount of either access or it feels like you have access to them from their social media brand and them being kind of vulnerable or sharing enough about themselves that you really feel like in your brain, even though you know better, it's like, this is my friend. I feel like we'd get along. I feel like I understand what motivates them. And then it can run a real spectrum from like, oh, this is just a really comforting video to watch. I like being around this person. It's got like an ASMR quality to yeah. it, right? And then it can run all the way the gam to the gambit to like, I'm writing fan fiction about myself and this right. person. I'm oh showing up to their house. You know, I feel like we are meant to be together. You know, Stan from Eminem. Like. Right, 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 right. And then like, but then that's the that's the uh, uh, other end of that spectrum. Like right. all of a sudden you get you get people that are obsessed, which is a different kind of engagement, right? Yeah, but I think it's all on the same spectrum that like if someone really is a diehard fan of someone and they feel connected to them, then it is like, oh, I trust their sensibility. I am interested in what they have to sell or what they like. There is taste, right? Like right. you can like something or dislike something, but it's also like, oh, look at the bottle, look at the, you know, the packaging, look at the brand and what kind of clothing that same brand makes and look at the guy who's wearing it. You know, there's so much room for that psychological Fashion industry, all yeah. of that. Like it, it is such a major thing. It's hard to call it like dumb because you're just like, well, I don't give a fuck about it. But then you kind of do because yeah. you, it, it brings you into that, that, world, I guess, where you're just like, yeah, I want to wear uh, Italian cut suits. I want to look like I have a yacht, even though I don't, because it looks nice. And then you feel like you can understand it a little bit more. And then you have friends that follow those trends. And then you have conversations about what's hot and what's not. You know who decides? The people selling it to you. <laughs> that's it. There's no like giant, you know, Egyptian deity in the sky that's deciding what we look like. Yeah, and it's, like, aspirational, you know? It's who do I want to look like, who do I want to embody, or who do I just want to have, like, the confidence of? Because right. I don't want to look like Jeremy Fragrance or really give off the vibe he gives, but, like... <laughs> but you want to smell like he tells you you should smell. Or I at least want that chutzpah. I want that, like, confidence. I want that zest for life, you know? I want to love something like he loves fragrances. I want he, it to destroy me. He wants, he, <laughs> he wants to be the number one guy. If you were to... Be, if you could hang out with Jeremy Fragrance for an afternoon, and I mean like a, an afternoon, what would you, where would you prefer? Like, okay, so you're setting it up. You're talking to your publicist. You're like, Devin, uh, we've, we got you uh, an interview with Jeremy Fragrance. The two of you are going to have, uh, where you're going to sit down, you're going to talk about stuff, but you get to call the shots. Where are you, where are you going? What are you doing? I mean, I want the full Jeremiah fragrance experience. So I think the first thing we would do is hit up how, um, you know, how uh, Mertz Apothecary has like a fragrance room. Right. I think I would first say, let's go here. Let's sample some stuff. Talk, walk me through it. Give me the full download. Pick, let's, let's talk and you pick out a fragrance for me. And then, yeah, let's talk and let's get the profile. Let's right. get the signature scent. 
Then, I don't know, like, I'm trying to think, like, what does Jeremiah Fragrance like to eat? It's probably something really weird. Like, he probably wants to go to, like, Red Lobster. (laughs) (laughs) I just really think. I want to go to Long John Silver's. (laughs) He probably wants to go to, like, a fancy steakhouse, but, like, in the most, like, whatever, generic way. He's mall fancy. He's mall fancy. Right? Yeah. Like, it feels like you're you're giving me the impression that it's like the Cheesecake Factory, that That's, this is I was about fine to dining, say, right? Cheesecake, Cheesecake Factory, Factory is a total Jeremiah fragrance place. Yeah, and I think maybe it's part of the, like, immigrant experience, right? There's a certain, like, a lot of, like, diasporic people have this idea of, like, okay, I know what the big American brands are. That's when I'll know that I've made it. If I dress in Gucci, if I do this. Right, which also makes sense on the flip side for Americans that go to Europe. They're like, oh, I found this little bistro, and it was just better than any food I've ever had. And there's a guy in the back going, the fuck is he talking about? Yeah, yeah. This it's, is Pizza this, Hut. <laughs> this is the Pizza Hut of, of Italy. What the fuck's wrong with you? Right, yeah. Uh, because we love quaint, uh, you know, rustic experiences, but we don't actually know what they are. Yeah, so I think I would take Jeremy Fragrance to, like, Nordstrom. I would go to Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> yes! I would go to Navy Pier with him. Oh, I think yeah. I would get, I would risk getting in the um, Ferris wheel with him, yes. even though it will be very intense. <laughs> <laughs> If if you're there to ride a roller coaster, you ride the roller coaster. You know you don't right. you don't expect that to be something else. That That's what I want to be. I want to be a roller coaster influencer. Mm. Do you think that there's even a market for that? Because you don't pay per roller coaster, you pay per park. Oh yeah, there are definitely um, amusement park and ride. Influencers. Rob Rides is one. Whoa, you know this? Yeah, yeah. Coaster Kids Fuck United. Off. What? I gotta write this down. <laughs> uh, Defunct Land is my favorite. He talks about defunct rides that no longer exist anymore. Oh, like, I love that. Like Let's Disney World attractions and why they failed. Oh my god, so good. See, yeah. this is what the internet is made for as far as I'm concerned. You just like just tastemakers and just enjoy enjoy your fandoms. No matter what you're into, you'll find someone who is obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably Dr. Devin Price, which you can follow on the variety of clicks below. Um, so, yeah, you know, the thing about it is if you love something enough, you'll take the time to to tell people why you do. Mm-hmm. Because in the end, it's all about time, which means that it must be time for two minutes and ten questions. Oh Are you ready? God. No, you're not. Nobody I is. I forgot about this. Number one. What's the name of that guy with no torso but can smell everything really well? Like a centaur. <laughs> Smell, smell tart. (laughs) Nobody knows. Number two, why can't a nose be longer than 12 inches? Is this also a pun? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Because then it'd be a foot. Number three, what sound do marble likenesses of people make when they sneeze? A bust. (laughs) (laughs) Statue. Number four, why is the nose in the middle of the face? To hold your sunglasses (laughs) Because it's the center. Number five, mm. what do Teslas smell like? Oh, Musk. Yeah! <laughs> one out of ten! It has an Elon Musk! Number six, what tastes better than it smells? What's that fruit that smell, tastes like dead meat? Like, or smells <laughs> like dead meat? Jackfruit? <laughs> your tongue. Number oh, seven, how do you know, how do you know you won the worst smelling person contest? Um, nobody else shows up. Oh, so close! I'm going to give it to you because nobody comes close. Mm. Number eight. Okay, so two out of ten. Number eight. How do all these questions smell? Corny. (laughs) (laughs) Pungent. Number Uh, nine. Why is the F5 key the best smelling on the keyboard? I don't know. Because it's so refreshing. And number Uh, ten. What's red and smells like blue paint? 
Red paint? Ah! Three out of ten! You're on the board! Yes! Oh, how oh, demoralizing. Who out all the speakers? Yeah, no one should be good at this. Sharpen my blade. <laughs> what, uh, what's going on with the book? Do the, do the plug stuff. Okay, so my book that is out is Laziness Does Not Exist. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. Um, I have a book next year coming out called Unmasking Autism, The New Faces of Neurodiversity. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, and I'm on all social medias at Dr. Devin Price. Yeah, it's all down below. You can click on it. And may I say, you smell pretty great. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Special thanks to the Barrera Kudas for their kick-ass song promises. That's what you hear taking us out on the back end. Thank you to Jepson's Malort for getting me through the tough times and for giving me tougher times to get through. Thank you to the Dr. Devin Price for coming back after all this time and being in my face. Don't forget to get their book, Laziness Does Not Exist. You click the link down below. Donate to the Patreon to help keep the other shows going. Find me on the Instagrams and the TikTok, Chad the Bird Talk. You can find me. There's a link down there, too. Please rate and review, and I will see you in the future. And by that, I mean next week. We'll see how, we'll see where we're at. You know, bring it to tie it all back together. We like to keep things tidy around here. Ugh, clean up a little bit. I gotta get my shit together. I give up.